where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. Welcome back to episode seven of Two White Chicks in China. So, as always, we've got a fact about China that you might not have heard about. So, Nora, what's our fact for this week? Oh man, Holly, this one is a good one. So, apparently, there have been a series of restaurant on- owners in Shanxi Province who have been lacing their noodles with opiates. <laughs> in order to addict their customers, <laughs> right? The last case, which has gotten recent coverage, is about a restaurant owner who had infused his noodles with two kg, or roughly four and a half pounds, of pulverized um, poppy buds. <laughs> wow. do, I mean, does it? Did it say, or did the news articles say where he got the opiates from? Like what? It didn't say specifically where. We, we'll put a link on yeah, the on the website to this article at writtenchinese.com/episode7. It's a really interesting read, but essentially this is not the first time that this has happened. You know, actually, there have been several cases of this. The article also cites that in Shanghai there was a restaurant owner who was zesting his soup with morphine. <laughs> zesting morphine. <laughs> yeah. Wow, and this is basically the reason they're doing this is just to get more customers, just to like get to them keep hooked. them coming. Yeah, but the, how much? How much are the customers actually paying for a bowl of noodles? Like ten RMB, so that's like a pound, or what's that in dollars? Yeah, what's like that? seventy cents. Seventy or cents. I mean, is it really worth it? <laughs> I don't know. Um, apparently, the restaurant owner in Shanxi Province said that they had experienced significant customer loyalty after they had started <laughs> to loyalty. lace everything I with the it. opium. It. So, <laughs> so how did they find out? Like, what what happened? Well, this is the crazy part, and this kind of gives you a little bit of insight into the Chinese government. Is that there was、um, a 26 year old who was tested positive. For for opiates,、mm. so he had he had been a frequent customer at this restaurant, so it's very likely that he tested positive because he was eating these tainted noodles. That's crazy, isn't it? But in China, the law doesn't make a strong distinction between accidental drug use and drug use on purpose, so he's still in jail. Oh wow! Which is just well, horrific, isn't insane. it? Insane, yeah, insane. Gosh, I wonder how many cases there are like that, where this、know. similar kind of thing has happened. People, and if you have a drugs test and and it comes positive, and you're like, well, but well, how? Like, how is that even like? How is it even possible?、Mm. And I bet there are so many people who who have been imprisoned and they don't even know why. Like, how they had drugs in this system?、Oh, That's horrific, isn't it? It's crazy. So if you want to read more about the article, yeah, then you can go to writtenchinese.com/episode seven. We'll put a link in there and you can see the whole case. But that's your fact about China、It's、for this week. It's a great、week. fact. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's move on to our to our question of the week. Ah,、uh, so here we go. So this week's question comes from Mike from Chicago, and let's hear what he has to ask us.
Okay, thanks, Mike. That's a great question, actually. Uh, and I'm sure Nora and I are going to have a lot of things to say about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know where to start, actually. Um, Nora, do you have a point that, that you think is... Well, there are definitely a lot of activities that Chinese people do that we don't do in the States, and I'm sure it's the same in the UK. Mm -hmm. Um, One of which, I mean, of course, any of these activities are potentially done in small numbers in the States or in the UK, but they're done on such a large scale here, so we have to mention them. So, for example, ping pong. Yes. So, we all know ping pong is like China's one of China's between ping pong and badminton, you've got China's mm-hmm. favorite sports yeah, right there. Absolutely. They love it. And so you can see basically pretty much every apartment complex they will have a communal ping pong table. Yeah. Which is pretty pretty cool. I think it's good. I think it's good. Yeah. And so I mean you bring your own paddle and you bring your own ping pong balls, but you'll see people playing ping pong pretty much all day long. In the morning, it's like the older people usually. And then in the afternoon, sometimes kids will be playing for lunch break. And then in the evening, it's kind of, it's a mix between older and younger adults. Yeah, so right. they just got, and some of them are so good, you yeah, know. Like yeah. you see this, you see this little old they Chinese man, and you wouldn't picture him to be an all-star ping pong player. <laughs> yeah, it's like Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You just don't, you don't imagine him. Like you can imagine him with a cup of tea in a newspaper, and you see him step up to the ping pong table, mm-hmm. and you're like, well, yeah. what's this Master. guy gonna do? But then whack, whack, whack. He's like beat you in like yeah. one serve, so they're pretty good. Good uh, hand-eye coordination for sure, and they're really disciplined about it too. Mm-hmm. I I think they are with a lot of a lot of things though. Like, um, uh, we got you. You mentioned badminton there. Mm. Everyone is playing badminton mm-hmm. everywhere. It's not just the amount of people; it's where they play it. Yeah, and they don't that's even also need a serious as well. Yeah, they'll they'll like. They can play backwards and forwards for a long time. Yeah. It's impressive. Yeah. And they're good at it. Oh, yeah. You see little kids, they've learned it from mm-hmm. since they've learned how to walk, basically. So yeah. they have very good hand-eye coordination when it comes to badminton and ping pong. Mm-hmm. And that, that kind of goes along with, like, Chinese people do... T- I mean, obviously, whenever we speak about Chinese people, it's in generalities, but it is. This, the, the vast majority of Chinese people do live a very disciplined lifestyle. Mm. A lot of them do get up before work and go do exercise. Yes. And then they have a nap after lunch, and then they have a walk after dinner. Mm, there's and, a lot of routine. Yeah, there's a lot of routine. So you can see, basically, like... Any evening, it doesn't matter what day of the week it is, mm-hmm. any evening you can go into a park and you can see people walking around after dinner. Yeah, even outside uh, buildings, if there's a space of land, um, you'll see big groups of uh, old, it's usually older generation Chinese people, I think, doing like communal dancing. Yeah, synchronized. Synchronized. It's dancing. amazing, actually. I mean, I've been to, if it's a big park, I've been to, uh, I've seen maybe eight different groups all listening to different music all doing (laughs) different dances some people will be doing badminton playing badminton in between those groups but there's usually a leader but they they're doing salsa dancing line dancing like maybe some traditional chinese style dancing it's it's unbelievable Mm. but they're yeah they're very good at like synchronizing and keep like 
uh, keeping time with each other to a point. Like it's not. I mean, they're never going to be on a stage, but super it's super precise. But they do try. They do uh, try. I give them that. And it's like <laughs> it is. It's an exercise to them. It's not really even necessarily about the performance. It's kind of funny when you watch them because. Usually, other than the leader, the people who are dancing just have these like stone faces. Yeah, they're not like smiling. Concentration going on, to be honest. (laughs) They're not smiling or like look like they're enjoying it at all. I think a lot of the time they're going through the movement because their doctors say you should get exercise after dinner. I think there is a Chinese proverb that's related to sleeping after lunch and sleep Mm. and walking after like 1,000 steps after dinner. I don't know. I'd have to... Yeah, if we'll I find it, find I'll it. put it on the website at writtenchinese.com slash episode 7. Great. So you can check that out. Mm. Uh, yeah, well, let's continue with exercise. The, the, there are other, let's say, strange forms of exercise that I've noticed since I came <laughs> here. Uh, for example, walking backwards. Yeah. Uh, Chinese people love to walk backwards uh, and at the same time clapping clap and walk backwards I don't know no idea I mean I guess I'm no idea a lot of the times when they're walking backwards it's usually it's like up a hill I mean they'll do it both ways but a lot of the times it's up a hill if you see a Chinese person walk up a hill chances are at some point they're gonna turn around (laughs) and start walking backwards it's true you can try yeah yeah, I know I know and and I guess I don't know maybe it's easier on the joints that way I'm not sure exactly why they do that I've never been given a good enough answer so if anyone out there knows the answer to this please tell us please let us know I would love to know that yeah. And not just that, but uh, although I've been told this is for, like, digestion, but where they, like, hit, like, the sides like this. So, I know you can't see me, but I'm basically hitting, like, the side of my, like, my waist, basically. And it's, uh, I don't know why, but walking and doing that at the same time. Yeah, they do definitely yeah. do a lot of, like, clapping, clapping. to, I, I guess, that kind of makes sense in terms of, like, getting the blood going, the circulation yes. to the yes. extremities and whatnot. Um, but, I mean, what's funny is that they seem to have no shame yeah. in doing this. No. I mean, imagine just walking around and basically, like, hitting yourself and, like, clapping. And a lot of times they're <laughs> singing, too. Like, yeah. a lot of... In China, people just out sing loud singing, out loud. Yeah. yeah. They have no shame. They're not... You know, like you're walking right by them. You're looking at them. And they mm-hmm. have no... Like, they just continue singing. If not, starts crooning even louder at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's... that's they do... Actually, I have... Um, from my experience, mo- most Chinese people aren't really embarrassed about singing no. in, in public or in front of other people. And typically they're not that no. tonally aware, mm. let me say. Uh, I guess we. I guess that's a good point to move on to KTV. Oh, yeah. So mm. what's KTV? KTV is uh, karaoke, basically. Um, but... I don't know if actually I don't know if KTV or in this sense of the word exists in the UK or in the States. I've never done this at home, but it's a. Me neither. These are actual rooms that you hire with a TV screen with microphones, and you can basically hang out there with your friends, with your family, uh, and you can drink beer. You can get beer and you get your peanuts and what a popcorn. And you can you basically sing to your heart's content for mm-hmm. hours and hours. <laughs> actually, it's, it's quite actually. It sounds like quite a nice pastime, but you, I suppose you've got to be quite comfortable with singing in front of other people. 
Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's, I've only done it once or twice, to be honest. It's nice because it's only in front of, you know, it's not like, I don't know how it is in the UK, but in the States, it's like karaoke is basically on a low night at a bar, yeah. they'll offer a karaoke yeah. night to try and get some people into the bar. Yeah. So basically it's just open to the public and That's you can right. just go in and you sing and other people watch you. Yeah. But in China, it's not like that at all. Like you have a private room, so the only people that are in the room with you are people that you've invited. That's, yeah, that's true. So mm. if you sing, you're only singing in front, which I think is worse, to be honest. Like I would rather <laughs> sing in front of strangers than sing in front of people I know. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Maybe some mm. kind of weird stage fright. But I feel more comfortable singing in front of people I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So it wouldn't really help me out a whole lot. Mm. But the other thing that's funny about KTV. I don't know if you, have you ever been to a KTV birthday party? Um, like no, a Chinese no, birthday no, party? No, I haven't. I haven't. I've always tried to get out of it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> sorry if anyone's out there listening that I know. <laughs> sorry. No, another funny thing I I find it funny that Chinese people like to do as an activity are like these organized games. Yeah. So basically, imagine the games that you might do at summer camp or at like church Sunday school or something like that mm. as a child, and it's it's basically like that. So it's like you know, carrying an egg on a spoon, or oh, yeah. you know, it's these kind of organized yeah. games or these like they also have some they 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 usually have some kind of a punishment if you don't. Like you have to dance for like thirty seconds yeah. or something like that, and they're, yes. and they're playing them. It's to me, it sounds more fun as a drinking game, but typically the Chinese people are playing them totally sober. Yeah, yeah, and they're into them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, everyone's like quite like everyone's embarrassed, but you kind of get the feeling that they they're enjoying it at the same time. I don't time. think they're embarrassed, to be honest. You don't think? Oh, I'm embarrassed I've seen when I'm yeah, 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 that's true. I've I've never been I to think a they really like it. Yeah, I've never been to a birthday party and done those things. But I've been to other events where there's definitely been, I, I like to call it organized fun. Okay, yeah, yeah where there's fun. some kind of, if yeah, if I was, if I have to get involved, I'm just like cringing, just like yeah. no, like just please pretend I'm not there. But if you're one of the only foreigners there, you're definitely gonna be involved. Oh, for sure, definitely. And also yeah. with like corporate retreats and stuff like that, yeah, you know, our building. company too, they have yep. these team building activities which are yeah. similar. So we played some like army, you know, yeah. army style games and this and that. And it was, it was actually, actually it was that good was for teamwork, yeah, I think. Yeah. I do think it's fun. Mm. But uh, you can't, I guess you can't help rolling your eyes a little bit. Like yeah. one year we literally like tied our legs together and did like a three-legged race. <laughs> really? Yeah, and that's okay. like, I was like, you know, having flashbacks mm -hmm. from when I was yeah, like six sure. years old doing this stuff. And like the Chinese people were, for the most part, very serious about it. Oh, and they wow. were like having a blast. And so it was kind of, well, it was kind of funny, but I, I guess I appreciate Yeah, it's kind that. of cute. I think it's quite endearing actually. Mm. Yeah. So, but I, I think um, hanging out for Chinese people is different how we hang out. Mm. Uh, actually, I, I had a, a conversation with someone very recently about this. Um, he he wanted me to meet his Chinese teacher, and I said, "Well, why why not?" And I think he said, "Oh, because because foreigners don't hang out the same way as Chinese people hang out." And I said, "But we can both we can do it both ways." But there is I think there is this uh, there is a di there is a difference. 
like as foreigners I think we kind of like to hang out at home like watch movies cook dinner together and I don't think that's really part of the Chinese culture in a way they like to go out if you go out with friends yeah they like to be out you go out for dinner and do some gambe and maybe we can talk a bit about drinking <laughs> that's definitely different here as well <laughs> it's also I think it's more organized you know and yeah. because they keep these disciplined lifestyles like for the yeah. most part Usually you you know you'll meet for dinner at seven and then everyone will be done by nine o'clock. Yeah, doesn't matter if you're drinking or not. A lot of times it's like oh it's nine o'clock I should yeah. be headed home and we do don't my even nightly routine. We don't even start things till like ten or eleven. Yeah, I honestly I don't know that many Chinese people who stay awake past midnight. Mm -mm -mm -mm. No, it's as soon as you say oh I'm gonna have a party like oh it's too late for me. You're just like what? It's only ten o'clock. And yeah. I have they have this thing about they really believe that sleeping late is not healthy for you mm. like several times like when I've gone in to get a massage or this or that then they always say like oh, we can because I have you know I work on the computer all day and so sometimes I do have like knots yeah just from like sitting at the computer all day and they're always scolding me that I'm sleeping too late they blame everything on my sleeping, sleeping. too late mm. yeah they say like if I have any defects on my skin then it's from sleeping too late and if I have any you know any problems at all it's from but sleeping too late can't you just drink some hot water and that will solve the problem <laughs> I think so what Holly is referring to is that like basically the cure-all in China. I mean, if there if there's one cure-all in China, it's hot water. Yeah, I like, think so. If you have a cold, your Chinese friends will say, "Drink more hot water." Yeah. yeah. If you have, I mean, if you have a cough, if you have problems, you know, if you have digestive problems, mm -hmm. if you have any kind anything, of problems, they anything. say, "Drink more hot water." And basically, anywhere you go, they'll offer you a glass of water. It's really nice, actually, whenever you go for a meeting or you go for an interview, they always mm -hmm. offer you water and. It's always warm water. Yeah. It's just but, plain warm water. But when it's 35 degrees outside, I don't, you know, the hot water thing is, it's not my, it's not yeah, what I want to be drinking. Yeah, it's super hot. And they kind of, if you, if you've got cold water, you kind of scoffed at a little bit. Yeah. Like, like, what are you drinking cold water for? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, what's poor man's water? Mm. Can't afford to heat it up, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that's related to Chinese medicine. I see mm, it as I guess, like yeah, I guess so. I mean, I guess there are some. I've heard that there are some medical. There is some medical evidence to support drinking warm water that yeah. it's somehow more soothing on the stomach. But I think it more stem. Mm. I would guess that it stems from maybe in the past when they didn't have a clean filtration, like they didn't have good water, clean yeah. water that everybody should heat, you know, boil the water in order to get rid of yeah. the germs and people who didn't do that would get sick. Yeah, I would guess fair. it's yeah. more related to that, yeah. to be honest. That makes a lot of sense. It seems more practical. And even now though, I mean, we, we can't use the water that comes from the taps. Mm. Everything, we've all got to drink bottled water. I drank a whole glass of it from the tap once by accident and nothing happened. There's probably a worm growing inside. Oh, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. So let's go back to some of the activities. I think we can talk about a few more things today about what what are some things that Chinese people do for fun that typically we wouldn't do in the West. Do you have any others? Mm, what about drink, drinking mind? tea? Oh, okay, so yeah, tea drinking is a big part. Yeah, it is of Chinese culture, and it's a very social event. Yeah, I I'm I'm not really clued up on this. Like I I've drank. 
uh, tea with Chinese people before, but I'm not really sure of the etiquette. Like, no one's really sat down and explained, okay, you should really do it like this. Like, I've, I've probably been really rude and done things terribly wrong when drinking the tea. I don't think that there's much etiquette for the drinker of the tea, to mm. be honest. Um, Just the way that it's brewed and things? Yeah, I think it's more important that the person who's hosting it does it properly. So, mm. if you've had Chinese tea before served by a Chinese person, a lot of times they'll serve it in these eeny yeah, tiny, tiny glasses. Tiny. It's <laughs> like a thimble, tiny. a thimble of tea. That's all yeah. you get. And I would guess that it's kind of polite not to drink the whole, like to leave a yes, little bit at yes, the bottom. That's, that's, that's what I, that's the only I thing think I that's probably at least how I've sensed it. Mm -hmm, like I've mm -hmm. drink, drunk, drunk, drank <laughs> a lot of tea with Chinese people. And it, I, I kind of sense that you don't, you know, if you drink the whole thing, it's, it's not a big deal. I mean, if you're a foreigner, they're not really going yeah, no, to think twice about that, it. No. But I do think it's kind of polite because then it's like, they're, the guest is doing a good job of keeping your glass full because yeah, yeah. it's more important for the person who's serving the tea to know the etiquette. That's they right. should keep your glass full at all times. And that's kind of mm. why they're such small glasses too is you want to be drinking like hot, fresh tea yeah. with every sip instead of like having one big glass and then like towards the bottom it's like all lukewarm and icky. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it, is, it is an important part of the culture though. I mean... So you can um, say go into like a local shop, and maybe the the shopkeeper is there with his friends, mm. and they they all drink tea all day. They're I just like shooting the breeze <laughs> all day. Yeah, I mean, like yeah, a yeah. lot of those tea. I don't know. There's always like a tea shop sidekick. They'll yeah. be like the tea shop owner. And then they'll be like, I don't know, his buddy, like pretty mm -hmm. much every tea shop that I've frequented, there's always like the tea shop owner. And then yeah. there's like this dude who's always there. <laughs> yeah. And they'll drink tea, they'll smoke weird, Copious amounts weird, of weird cigarettes yeah. and probably play cards. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's, an that's another thing. Uh, like uh, card games and uh, also like playing in the street. Oh, yeah. It's kind of a thing here. Not literally in the street where yeah. they're driving, but on the yeah. curb. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, well, okay. So that's a, I guess that's an Englishism. We would say on the street, like. I don't want it. Because when, when I think of, of playing in the street, I think of, because I'm from a small town, like we would actually <laughs> be playing like the street road. hockey, like in the street. Okay. No, 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 no. That, 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 that would be crazy. But it is funny, like, they'll be playing in the gutters a lot of yeah. times. Mm -hmm. So you have, like, a group of men who are crouch... Like, Chinese people also, they do they do this, like, perching thing. Yeah. They, like, cr They don't like to sit on public surfaces, like, benches. I mean, there aren't a whole lot of benches, like, yeah. around, except within the parks. But they do this thing where they their feet are flat on the ground, and then they're squatted down all the way. So like when I squat, usually my toe, like my heels are off the <laughs> yeah. ground. Yeah, they've you know? been practicing for a heck of a lot longer. Yeah, but they, I mean, and these are like young people, old people. Yeah. They're like perched, like birds, basically. Mm -hmm. So they're they're perched in a circle, and then they're throwing the cards down onto the ground. And a lot of the time, it's literally on the curb yeah. of the street. Yeah, that's true. And they're playing poker usually. Yeah, mm, I've no, I have, I have no idea. Gambling is illegal in China. 
So yeah, Chinese people find I don't know what it I've is. I've seen them gambling for money before. Oh sure, I'm yeah. just saying like organized yeah. gambling, like oh, casinos sure, and sure, other sure. than Macau. Yeah, it's all illegal. In fact, like Chinese people are so addicted to gambling. They love it. They love it. There's so, it's something I don't know something in their DNA. They're really really pragmatic most of the time. They're very careful with their money. Yeah. You know, they they're they're very conscious about their spending. But when it comes to gambling, <laughs> they're going nuts. They're going nuts and so much so that the government regulates how often they can go to Macau. Every, oh, really? Yeah, Chinese citizen can only go one time per year to Macau because otherwise Macau is going to be crazy rich and China is wow. going to go broke in a matter of years because I don't know what it is but they love to gamble so you can see them on the streets gambling and yeah. like Holly and I when we walk there's like a, a an area nearby with mm -hmm. shops and restaurants that we go sometimes for lunch and it's the same people yeah. on the street corners it seems like they're there just yeah. all the time. Actually, we should maybe try and get a picture of we them. We could get a picture of them. That'd <laughs> be easy. Yeah. I mean, They'd we probably go tomorrow. Like, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I'm we'll sure that's not a problem. They'd probably even like give us the peace sign. Probably. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, they do that. And then Mahjong, Mahjong is a big yeah, thing that's where they're gambling thing. like crazy. And I'm sure that they gamble on Chinese chess too. Mm. But yeah, they just they find any way to, to gamble. Yeah. Drinking? Do they gamble with drinking? Dice, maybe. Oh, oh the dice. Drinking. I've never seen them actually uh, no. gamble with money. I mean, oh. they love to. Oh, I guess it's just a drinking game. game. Yeah, yeah. Which right. is pretty fun. If you've ever been in any bar in China, you've probably seen the dice game. This was a completely new aspect of a bar to me. Like dice, to play dice, dice in oh, a bar. What? Okay. What's this? In Milwaukee, we're doing that. Oh yeah. Sure. Yeah, for sure. We have dice games. But it's not as serious. Like pretty much every bar in China has mm. dice. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's expected, equipped. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's equipped sure. with dice. Yeah, I still. I, if every time I've tried to play, I learn the rules and I'm like, yeah, I know how to play this game. But the next time I go, it's completely forgotten. Mm. And they also have like, because you know, in the clubs especially, the music is super loud. Yeah. So you can't like you're. It's a bluffing game, so you have to shout out a number, and then people have to call you out if they think you're bluffing. Yeah. So instead, because since you can't really hear anybody, they have these hand <laughs> oh, signals. Oh, the hand signals, yeah, yeah. So you also have to, you need to know the rules of the game and also the, the hand signals. And actually, That's the right. hand signals do differ from from place to place. Like mm -hmm. in Sichuan, I remember the hand signals were a bit different oh, than really? they are in Guangdong province. Hmm. That's cool. <laughs> Chinese people use their hand signals to count, which is kind of an interesting thing. I remember yeah. when I first came to China. Actually, if you want to see a little bit about the numbers, this week on Scavenger Sunday, oh, yeah. um, we can put a link to this week's Scavenger Sunday video, and I yep. talk a little bit about the Chinese hand signals. You can check that out, too. We'll put the link at writtenchinese.com slash episode 7. Yeah, we certainly will. Um, so maybe one last point, mm. uh, maybe ba uh, bargaining, like bartering oh, for products yeah. and uh, Nora, Nora called this fake shopping earlier on, which I quite like. <laughs> well, there's two things, like, <laughs> I think Chinese people like to go quote unquote shopping, yeah. but a lot of times their purpose isn't really even to buy anything. No, no, yeah, I agree. I'm a type of person, like, sometimes I would call a girlfriend up to go shopping, but for the most part, I just go and buy what I want, and then I just get out of there. Yeah, I don't really enjoy 
going from shop. I'm not really a shopper in that yeah. sense. I, I think, and this is purely speculation, but I, I often see like young couples in in a in a big mall, and I, I imagine they could probably spend a whole like afternoon or a morning in there and they'll probably eat like mm -hmm. I think that's what they maybe go for like yeah. the window shop but they also want to go out to maybe like a nice-ish restaurant yeah so there's two there's kind of two types of this what I would say called fake shopping, fake shopping yeah. one is to go to an expensive mall which I have I still don't understand how these shops stay in business because mm. they have these extortionate prices I mean higher than in the US and Ridiculous. the quality is not good and so they'll go, when, basically it's window shopping, they'll mm. kind of look around, they'll try in a bunch of stuff, they'll spend, like Holly said, like the whole morning or the whole afternoon there and then they'll get something to eat, but they probably won't buy anything, no. and then they'll probably go home and find the same Something products on Taobao for yeah. way, way yeah. cheaper. Oh, wait for the, wait for the sales. Mm. Like that's the, uh, an ex-colleague of mine, she... She often had new things, but they were always sale items. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And then the second way of shopping is to go to the cheap markets yes. and to bargain the day away. I, I have no time for this, to be honest. I, it's not my thing. I don't like to bargain. I feel uncomfortable. People can do. Some people can do it very well, and I applaud them. And. And they, like Chinese people tend to get really big thrill out of getting a good bargain. <laughs> yeah, and they'll brag about it. Yeah, they'll be super happy <laughs> yeah. about it. They'll get this like bargaining high. Yeah. And they'll spend, you know, they'll spend basically, they'll go to one shop and they'll spend like a half an hour bargaining yeah, over an item. Longer, For me, yeah. I'm also, I'm like, the time that I would spend to do that, I would rather just forfeit the cash. So I'm yeah. guess, I guess I'm an easy target for those shops. Me too. But Me too. I've gotten I've, I enjoy it a bit more now. Now that I've learned a few tricks, mm. maybe we can make bargaining tricks another episode. If any of you are curious, yeah. send us a voicemail. <laughs> and it's like it's expected though. That's the mm. thing. I mean, in a couple of my uh, Chinese like study books, they do kind of teach you not they don't teach you how to bargain but they teach you the language that you you're expected to know yeah in order to get things cheaper gotcha. like it's not yeah 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 <laughs> you, you're expecting people people expect you to ask I, I started doing it though even at proper shops oh yeah because you'd be surprised like sometimes it's just worth asking and actually when I go to the states too sometimes I do do it a little bit it really doesn't hurt like sometimes you do get stuff for free and yeah. if like in in Chinese you can say it in kind of a cute way. <laughs> you can say everything in a cute way yeah so you can say like you know it's not like does this have a discount you know yeah. like it's not some it doesn't make you sound cheap you can just say like can you give a little, you know, uh, like, yeah. can you, like, skim a little off the top? Yeah. You know, like, something like that where it sounds kind of cute and, mm -hmm. you know, you're smiling at them and I'll, oh, you'll be surprised. <laughs> a lot of times they'll throw in, you know, you're buying shoes at a proper shop and they'll throw in some socks for you or they'll yeah. throw in, like, those little the heel oh, pads or whatever. Things. So yeah. you'd be surprised. You just have to ask. Mm. And I think if I ever go to buy a car in the states I'll be oh yeah really good sure. at this because I've learned a lot of tricks about how to bargain and yeah. and what what to do with that so <laughs> mm. yeah it's still so it's I, not it's, my favorite it's though, not either. my thing to do I'd prefer to just walk in and, but it's kind of part of the culture yeah it is and yes. you do feel like I definitely do especially as a foreigner and doing it in Chinese I do feel 
an inflated sense of self when I get a, when I feel like I got a good price. Yeah, and <laughs> and the thing is for us is it's a bit it's a bit worse uh, when I first not when I first came here, but after a while, I was told, oh, you know that there's like a foreign price and mm, a Chinese price. Of course. So if you're a foreigner, they they're probably going to double the price. Like, yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to pay three hundred RMB for this. Uh, yeah, uh, so. You ha I think you have to, otherwise you, you do get ripped off. Mm. There's been so many times when I've thought, oh, I've got a bag in there, and I tell a friend, and like, no, you totally got ripped off. Like, yeah. you probably should have just paid 10 kwai for it. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty, <sighs> they're pretty crafty. But anyway, this is actually a pastime for, mm. for Chinese people. They actually do so. enjoy, I mean, some people, I think, would consider it as a hobby. Uh -huh, yeah. Which yeah. <laughs> <laughs> brings us to our Chinese word of... The, the week, so your mini Chinese lesson for this week is um, hobby. So, how you say hobby in Chinese is ai hao. Ai hao. And uh, those, the, the first character, isn't that the same ai as love? It is, it's exactly so. Mm, I love you is wo ai ni. So, it's the same ai hao is hobby. And hao is the same character as ni hao, like hello. But the pronunciation is different. Uh, okay. So ni hao, both are third tones. So ni hao, mm. and then but with when it's part of the word hobby, it's hao fourth tone. So ai okay. hao, which is kind of mm. interesting. Thank you, thank you, Nora. You're we'll, very welcome. We'll put the links to uh, the written Chinese dictionary on uh, the page for this episode, uh, writtenchinese.com/episode seven. Check it out. Yeah, please do. And while you're there, you can also leave us a voicemail. Um, or you can go to writtenchinese.com slash voicemail and leave us uh, a question, please. If you've got a question about uh, our life in China. I know some of you out there are listening. And you must be dying. About, Come on. You must thought think, about oh. something weird about living in China yeah. that you want to know. Like, ask us. Seriously. Yeah, we are your resource. So don't be shy and... Don't keep putting it off. Just ask us. Let's make this show super interesting yeah. and relevant for you guys. So get on there and ask us. You can ask us several questions if you want. Yeah. Um, or if you don't want to leave a voicemail message, we understand. But you can also email us um, at support at writtenchinese.com. Mm -hmm. You can just leave us, if you want, you can just leave, a, leave us a written message as well. Um, uh, yeah, and as, as always, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Written Chinese, the best place to go if you want to learn Chinese. That's true. <laughs> That's very true. Hands down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys, well, thank you very much for tuning in. We hope you join us next week. See you next time. See you later.